Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray, joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the release. We give our honest reactions to it, and that's really all there is to it. We very much enjoy punk and hardcore, so we listen to it and talk about it for a couple hours each week. Um, We would be doing this even if there weren't mics in front of us, so we just happen to record it. Um, the format for the show is that we have uh, 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, we see what we land on, and we usually get between um, five and seven bands on every episode of the podcast. That's, that's, and that's really it. That's all there is to it. Um, I kind of wanted to try something, something different this episode in the, in the intro, just because it dawned on me um, when I was just kind of glancing at podcast metrics the other week that you know, a lot of people don't listen to the end of podcasts. Like even me, like for podcasts, unless I'm listening to story-based podcasts, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily necessarily listen to the end because if it gets interrupted and I only have 20 minutes left and then another episode of it drops, the next time I go to listen to the podcast, I might just start the new episode and not wrap it up because they mm-hmm. might be in their closing remarks or whatever. So I'm not going to do this every episode because it would be deeply annoying if I did. But I, I guess I just kind of wanted to put like our shout outs and our housekeeping up front real quick. So that way, in case there is anybody who hasn't heard this shit, who is a new listener to the show, you can just hear it now. So for example, if you're uh, wondering how you might get music to us and you've never listened to the end of the end of the pod, here it is. Here's the thing though. I'm going to have to interrupt you. If you don't have the fucking attention span to listen to like the last fucking 10 minutes, Uh it's not like we go on generally too much. We take some calls and that sort of thing, but it's not like we're fucking promoting and advertising and all that sort of shit. Right? Sure. Yeah. Fuck you. (laughs) Right? That's your fucking problem. Right? Right. Well, it it is, but then it becomes our problem. You know what I'm saying? It only becomes our problem if we if we let it. Only if we cave to the fucking babies. That's that's when it becomes our problem. Right. right. Fair enough. Either way, I just wanted to try it. I just wanted to try it out. Okay. Um, and say if you wanna if you wanna send music into us, the best place to do it is demo listen podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon. So uh, if you if you like the content that we provide and you want hours more of it, you can join the Patreon at the five dollar and up tier and you get access to all of the Patreon episodes we've done and all the ones that we're gonna do in the future. At present, uh, we just wrapped up a four parter on uh, the deep wound family tree exploring all the bands related to the uh band deep wound i am putting up the fourth part this week i put up the third part this last week um you can go to patreon.com slash demo listen podcast and then we haven't got any messages in a couple in a few weeks probably because uh by my own admission i profoundly fucked up um our attempt at doing a bonus episode where we did a a call in roundup because I accidentally deleted like half of the voicemails before I could get them into the podcast editor. Okay. Um, so please don't be deterred by that. If you want to call us two six zero two 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 eight three four one, And then finally, if you listen to the show, um, you know, throw us a five star or whatever star rating you think is appropriate on iTunes or your chosen podcatcher. And, uh, you know, if you got a second, leave us a review It helps boost our visibility and get more numbers and shit. So on that note, let's, uh, let's jump into it. What, uh, do you have any points of order? I'm, I gotta say, I'm feeling really good today. You feeling, why are you feeling so good? Um, well, 
I got 300 bucks in my pocket. Now I can't spend that on anything cool. It's just going straight to rent. But I sold a I sold a gun a little bit ago, made a little okay. bit of money on that. So I always like making money doing close to nothing. That's one of my favorite pastimes. Um, so I sold a gun. I got a Smith's shirt um, that's kind of in in the process of being sold right now that I expect to move um, between 400 and 500 bucks on this one shirt. So that'll be rent for next month. Imagine what kind that. of imagine what kind of fucking pea brain goon you have to be, be to pay $400 for a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> imagine imagine what kind of false fashion diva poser you have to be to pay $400 for a fucking t-shirt. Imagine imagine how under the wing on the, of the nurturing care of mom and dad you have to be to pay $400 for a fucking t-shirt. Well, I, I know for a fact that, that that last part doesn't apply to the person in question. Um, shout out to Hector. Uh, Hector designs and uh, and does merch for integrity. <laughs> Hector, and, uh, come on, man. <laughs> Hector, don't be deterred by Nate's naysaying if you're listening to this episode. Um, <laughs> we've discussed it before. I would never spend nearly that much money on a shirt. Um but uh, but the people that do spend that much money on that sh- on shirts and have that disposable income help me pay my bills. So God bless you. I take them for everything they're fucking worth. Hey, why not just fucking cough up six seven hundred dollars, right? At that point, money's just a plaything for you. <laughs> right? Yeah. So just yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Why not make it a thousand? Um. But so yo, I'm feeling good about that. I I also really like this weather. I like a damp um I like a damp overcast day as long as it's warm out. Okay. I like a, a spring and early summer overcast warm damp day um puts me in good spirits. Um and uh beyond that, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm in a good mood. I I went grocery shopping yesterday. I've been eating good the last few days. Um I will say the the only thing is that last night I did finally have a bit of a meltdown about not really being able to do anything. I've been feeling fine about um, social isolation in general because I do a pretty good job with it. But last night I was so completely overwhelmed by the desire to just go play some fucking pinball. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, it was like the first time during the course of this that I've been like, fuck, I, I, I need to get out of the goddamn house. Yeah. So did you go play yeah. pinball? No, because I don't think anywhere is even open right now, you know? Yeah, and boy, you want to talk about a fucking breeding factory for illness, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, come on. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I took a test uh, that uh, Oxford had put up with some other fucking, you know, organization about mm-hmm. uh, how likely you are to c- encounter um, um, COVID-19, how you, 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 you're likely to catch it and your mortality rate and stuff. And like, I've got a really low chance of catching it based on my practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, well, you know, for whatever that's fucking worth, right. Whatever, however accurate their model and their algorithm is. And then I'm also like in the lowest, um, range of like mortality. Right. But you know, like, that doesn't mean that everybody I come in contact with is. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, yeah, I feel so. that. Um, I will say the moment it's deemed safe to play some pinball again, I'm going to be champing at the bit to go get my hands on some. Yeah, I I, I really I really am uh, missing that. I, uh, I play a lot of digital pinball and uh, it just doesn't sat- it just doesn't scratch the same itch. 
No, it's not the same. It's it's like the difference between streaming streaming music and and listening to a record. You know, I, right. I want I want the tactile element. I want to be able to feel and shake the machine and interact with it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel that. I uh, I haven't really like gotten too down on wanting to go out and do things other than just like shows, right? Um, pinball, but I don't do a lot. I tell you what, I am gonna do. I'm I'm, I'm thinking about. I got to get a new bike. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have a new bike, but it's just for trails. You know what I mean? It's it's too uh, it's not it's not comfortable to ride. It's not really geared or set up to ride on uh, like pavement and stuff. So I'm going to go buy a new bike, I think, right. this week. And um, I'm going to be riding my fucking bike, dude. The weather is breaking and uh, I got to get out and do I got to get out and do something. And it's the perfect activity. Well, when the time comes, let me know because I'm ready to ride, and you can do you can do a social distance ride easily. That's right, and you can cough on people as you go by, and they can't catch you. Right, exactly, because you're fast and they're yeah. slow. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm definitely down to ride when the time comes. That's that's one thing I was going to do this week to combat some of my cabin fever too. Is just uh, go out for a, a solo hike, just go out and and be in the woods and shit for a while. Yeah. Um, so, so this is a thing that I just realized I forgot to tell you about that. I figured I might as well tell you about on air because I thought it was such a, a brilliant thing. And I'm so sad, um, that the execution was, was basically waylaid, um, by the inhospitable environment that is the bug house, my house's basement. So our mutual friend, Fresh Ben, mm-hmm. he, he was aware of many years ago um, when you when you purchased at a yard sale a, a homemade painting that a woman had done of the crow from I, the movie. The yeah, crow. and you guys left it in the fucking house. We didn't leave it in the house. Actually, Brandon took it and he it ended up in his friend Jeff's possession. And I reached out to Jeff to try to get it back, and Jeff no longer has it. So I'm very upset about that. Um. So I just awoke one morning and I opened my front door to get the mail or whatever. And on my front door was hanging a homemade framed painting of the crow. And it wasn't a good painting, right? So you, you did that. And so years that Ben has a history of coming up with jokes that he executes years later after everybody else has forgotten about him. Like for example, in middle school, like when we were in like seventh grade, he asked me to go, on a skate trip with him one weekend. And I told him I couldn't go that weekend because I was supposed to hang out, hang out with a, a girl and he lambasted me for it. And he told me that he was going to shit on my porch. Okay. That's, that's rightly so in a fair, a fair right. reaction. And that was in seventh grade. And then when we were 18 and seniors in high school, he finally shit on my porch. Okay. And he, he remembered it the whole time. So he has a history of this type of shit. So I was talking to him recently and he asked me if I'd noticed anything around my basement. And I was just like, um, I don't know. You know, it's a kind of a dank, dark place. I don't spend a lot of time down there when I'm not was playing it a dead shows. Squirrel? It was not a dead squirrel. That's, that's your prank. Uh, <laughs> but he was like, well, like, have you noticed anything that's like gift wrapped? And it dawned on me like that I maybe had seen something that was gift wrapped, but I guess I just didn't fuck with it thinking it must belong to a roommate or something like that. Well, turns out what happened, he had to reveal the, it was a long form joke that he had to reveal because he also had started to have concerns that maybe some water damage had 
had made this this long form joke um, no longer viable. Essentially, he found a website where you can make puzzles based off of pictures that you send them. You can just send them a JPEG file, and they will make a full size puzzle of the the image for you. Sure. So he had printed out a picture of the crow painting in question. Oh my had, god! Yes, and made it into a puzzle, and was individually wrapping the pieces and leaving one piece of the puzzle at a different place in my basement every time he came to a show. And it 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 actually really it totally made sense because. I had thought a while back, damn, Ben is coming to a lot of fucking shows here. Now, mm. Ben has been going to shows for a long fucking time, and like he's always been supportive of my endeavors, but he was going to an amount of shows that was uncharacteristic for him, where sure. I was like, dude, he comes to every show at the Bug House. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, and he and he like he was like yeah dude like that's why i've been coming to every single show because like i and i did the math because you know he's like you know i pay my five bucks to get in every time he's like i did the math and overall like with the amount of times i would have to go to shows to leave a piece there it ended up being like a prank that would cost me between the cost of the puzzle and the shows like two hundred dollars or something you know wow okay but he was committed to it uh and unfortunately he wasn't able to fully execute it because, yeah, some of them got like knocked on the floor and my basement tends to get a little damp and shit and the puzzle pieces got ruined. But he's going to drop the rest of the puzzle off for me here pretty soon. So, Oh, man. I, I'm glad to know that Ben has a picture of it. Yeah. Because um, I just knowing that there's a digital record of this painting that is foolishly forgotten by the people that had it in their possession. I should have never fucking given it to you guys in the first goddamn place. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I really, really, really sort of sat on the fence about whether I should leave it for you guys at, at the house or not. Yeah. And I decided to be nice and leave it, give that to you guys. Yeah. It was then cast aside, given to a man that goes and has diarrhea in the ocean. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. He's at the fucking. He's at Long Beach. Time to shit. I'll just walk into the ocean and do it. This is a grown man. <laughs> yeah, of, that's true. Of course, at, at course, at that point, you're never going to see the fucking painting again. Yeah, and I, I do want to apologize on air. Um, <laughs> if I if I had my way, it wouldn't have found its way into Jeff's hands. That was not my. I did not mean for that to happen. What what an what an absolute. <sighs> irresponsible thing to do. <laughs> I know. I agree. Um, you know, my early twenties weren't a good time for me. Yeah. So, so, okay. I'm glad to know it's, it's out there. I'm glad to know that Ben has a picture of it good enough to make a puzzle out of. Yeah. Because that yeah. means that it can be recreated in spirit. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Um, so do you have any points of order you'd like to address before we jump into the queue? Well, I think that last week, you know, we listened to the good time vibes that uh, As Friends Rust were trying to put out there, right? Uh, yeah. And we just kind of like dwelt on our own shittiness and like came up with a bunch of excuses to, to, to like, you know, absolve ourselves of our culpability and our shittiness, right? Uh-huh. And I think that I'm going to turn over a new leaf and I'm going to be a little <laughs> bit more positive. <laughs> Man, I gotta. I wish I had been keeping count of how many times you've said that so far. Well, you know, it's it's, it's it it sometimes gets into the back seat, but I gotta bring it back up front, put it in shotgun, and um, remind myself that it's time to be positive. This is this is my oath now. <laughs> 
Okay. Cool. Um, you know, Adam Walker, our, our friend Adam Walker, actually challenged us in the Facebook group um, uh, based on the last episode where we were kind of dwelling on our negativity. And um, he was talking about how he, he knows for a fact that both of us like some good time tunes. Like we're both fans of big fans of Cox Bar, for example. Sure. And I and I had to I had to specify and clarify for anybody not more intimately familiar with us as Adam is and has been for many years. Um, in that, like, yeah, we very much enjoy some good time tunes. It's it it it's more like um, a corny, earnest, hopeful lyricism that is alienating. It's not like. You know, it, yeah, like Cox Bar is undeniably good time summer day tunes, and I got no fucking problem with that at all. Right. You know, I'm, well, I mean, I'm down to have a good time. I love having a good time. The very next thing we listened to was MS Paint, and I've listened to that in the past week. I've listened to that probably 30 times. Yeah. Right. Yep. I ordered the tape immediately. It's fucking sold out. It was sold out the next goddamn day. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, those are good time tunes. You know what I mean? For sure. Um. So, you know, fuck you, Adam. <laughs> yeah for sure um <clears throat> i i also i i was working on writing up some of my death threats that are going out with the kill surf city seven inches he ordered one i won't say any more because he um he ordered one and i want it to be a surprise but uh i will say that his death threat does involve the record danzig four. Oh yeah 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 okay so, so expect that um so other than turning over a new leaf anything else <laughs> No, not really. Oh, oh, I did see. So, um, based on what I listened to on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. For some mm-hmm. reason, the chemical, br- I mean, the chemical, the computer brain at YouTube, the algorithms decide that I like certain other things, right? Right. And I might just watch one video on um, how to whittle a stick, right? right? And then that's all I get in my fucking like recommended videos for the next six months is how to whittle a stick. Yeah. Right. You know, um, so in my music, uh, in my music, um, fucking videos and God damn it, I forget the name. I'm on my work computer and my, my recommended videos are not the same on my work computer as they are on my at home Amazon fire shit. Right. I saw the fucking, what was me? I could not believe it. Fuck. It was fucking real. Okay. Um, it was a man singing about fucking you dressed like a devil. Oh yeah, that was it's it's a fucking catatonic youths video. Is is yeah. that is is that the is that the that, name of the band? That's the name of the fucking channel. Um, oh, oh, they, oh, catatonic youths is the bad is the bad music channel. Okay. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that makes a bit more sense because I was like, what the fuck is this, and why in the world am I going from like Hank Wood and the Hammerheads videos to this? Right. Um, and I have to say, it made me um, it made me grieve for the planet more than I have in a long time. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, the, the the Amazonian rainforest my entire life has been under threat, right? Um, yeah. But it's really accelerated, and under the um, under the the the, the, the uh, sublime governance of Jair Bolsonaro. Um, it's now like being seen as like something that is actively impeding, um, basically 
Brazil's well-being, right? And so like almost out of sheer contempt, it's being removed even for faster and faster and faster. And basically is at the point of getting near the point of ecological collapse, right? Right. Um, the Uyghurs over in mm-hmm. China, right? Still, you know, however many fucking years, it just shows you how goddamn far we are from ever having a nice place to live in the whole fucking universe because we still have people that are being interred and tormented based solely on what brand of magic they believe in, right? Right, yep. Uh, and, and look anywhere you want, right? Australia goes entirely up in flames last year. Mm-hmm. Um... um what was the fellow's name? What was, uh, is it Ahmad Amari? Uh, the dude oh, that the, was basically just lynched down in Georgia by a couple yeah, the, of fucking neckbeards. Yep, yep. Um, that, you know, just basically decided to take upon themselves to kill this black guy because he looked like another black guy. Yep. Um, like, the, it's no different than Emmett Till, you know, 60 fucking years ago, right? Right, yep. Um, You're really so, taking the spring out of my step here. So I'm just pointing out that, that these things are horrible, right? And they just show you that, as I said last last week, nothing ever gets better, right? Literally right. nothing ever gets better, right? Yeah. Um, um, but man, nothing has made me grieve more than the fact that somebody thought it was a good idea to dress the entire band up as a bunch of fucking creepy devils and then... Put pump a sizable amount of money into making this music that I literally cannot believe is being made. Who is listening to it? Jeff Lowe, right? Jeff Lowe is the only person that that fucking video is for. We, yeah. I go back. I go back to Jeff Lowe because he is such a fucking avatar of like the oppressive shittiness of like the 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 the, 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 the precancerous or cancerous polyps in the colon of american culture right right um so it, it, that has to be who this music video is for it was the dumbest thing i've ever seen and the music wasn't even close to good right could not yeah. believe that it was to, to 2020 it seriously was worse than and more egregious than anything mudvayne did in 2000 yeah, yeah, it was it was deeply offensive for sure. Um, I I I have a head cannon about that video though that made it a lot more tolerable. What what is the name of the fucking band? I'm I'm trying I, to find it now. I can't remember the name of the band. Um, but yeah, so my head cannon in relation to that video is that it's actually just a continuation of Will Ferrell's Devil skit from SNL, where I, he I, where he's trying to write the song. Have you ever seen that sketch? Uh, I think so. It's a, it's a very good, it's a very good sketch. And in my head, I just, I just imagined that this was the canonical continuation of that timeline and it it made it a lot, a lot more, um, tolerable and funny. I can't find the fucking band now. It's, it's, there's some rapper coming up if I put in daddy devil. But I know that that was what it was, was like the guy was saying something about how he's going to fuck you because he's his daddy. He's your daddy devil. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He does. He does definitely say that. Um, yeah, I don't know if you, uh, if you look on the catatonic youths, um, uh, YouTube page or Instagram on Twitter, I think you can find it. Um, yeah, they're, uh, 
their the their caption on their Instagram is just Devil Daddy. So I don't think that they said oh, what the name oh, of the band is. I found it. I found, I found it. I found it. The name okay. of the band. This is. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. It's a dude from uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, and the name of the band is Psychosexual. That's so fucking sick. Hell the name yeah. of the band is Psychosexual. The name of the song is not Daddy Devil. It is Let the Sin Begin. <laughs> And this popped up, this popped up, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> YouTube did you a favor, man. They sure as hell did. Um, yeah, so the name is Let the Sin Begin by Psychosexual. Uh, it features members, uh, the, the drummer of Five Finger Death Punch. And this isn't, so I'm looking at pictures now of this band. This is not a one-off thing. Like, it's not like he just dressed like a devil for the fucking video. Oh, he always does that? This is how he fucking dresses for the fucking, like, band. That's cool. Well, props to him for committing to the bit. Like, there's a picture of him, which is, a, it's on Blabbermouth. There's a picture of him in, like, a straight jacket. I mean, seriously, dude. And, and he's got the red devil head, and he's yelling at you, and he's wearing platform boots. And, and it's a grown man. And... um there are three other grown men like crouched behind him with like black devil masks on with their heads tilted all weird. Like they're crazy. Um, I honestly, I just can't fucking believe people are still on this shit. Dude. People are always going to be on that. It, it, it carved out a niche that previously, previously didn't exist. And, uh, you know, it, it gave, it gave an avenue for people of that proclivity. Um, to to explore creatively for all of time. It and wasn't now, just a momentary thing. Here's I'm looking at a picture of him now with with his band members, and they're not dressed up, and they should put the fucking masks back on. Because <laughs> this guy, this guy straight looks like, um, he, he straight looks like a fucking like one of the shittier fighters on Mortal Kombat three. <laughs> okay, all right, word. Right. So whatever, I mean, you know, it gets back to, I said before, the, the progenitors of new metal deserve to be eternally chewed and tormented in the most heinous of the three faces on Lucifer in the ninth circle of hell. Right? <laughs> yeah, I agree with that for sure. Take, yeah. Br take Brutus out of one of those mouths and put them in, right? Let yeah. them eternally be ground um, in agonizing torment. I, the fucking plague they unleashed upon this earth is so much worse than anything a wet market over in China could fucking come up with. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, its legacy will be much longer remembered and more deeply felt. I'm still, uh, I'm telling you right now, like, if I saw that guy at a show, uh -huh. I start a fight with him. Just, just for fucking being who he is, right? right. Just yeah, for yeah. existing, just for looking the way he does, just for inflicting himself upon us, right? Now, now, I'm, I'm sorry to stop you there, but now you did say you were going to turn over a, a new leaf and that it was your oath. And that is a fucking positive thing because I'm fucking <laughs> helping people out. I'm not gonna fucking I'm not gonna fucking paint this guy's balls and tell everybody that it's oh fucking okay. This guy clearly is fucking making the planet a worse place just by just by drawing air into his lungs and exhaling it in songs about fucking women as the devil. 
right? <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just by just by drawing oxygen into his lungs and using that oxygen to generate ATP in his neurons to pers- to, to to maintain persistent brain function. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. This man is doing the planet a huge fucking disservice. So so <laughs> okay. So, as I so, said, as I said, being positive doesn't mean you have to eschew objective reality, and it certainly doesn't mean you have to be like clownishly hopeful, right? It right. would be a positive thing if this man ceased to be. Okay, so we're we're including vigilante justice under the broad umbrella of positivity. I, I, I didn't say that I'd kill him. I didn't say I'd kill him. I just well, said I'd, be, well, I'd beat the shit up. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, a vigilante justice can be met out with non-fatal, you know, non, uh, non-fatally. Batman does well, it. Exactly. And would you say that Batman is like negative? Batman's a good thing. He's whooping ass. <laughs> He's out there whooping ass and keeping people safe. Right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, so, so before we jump into the queue this week, um, I'll, I'll wrap up this long preamble with a something that might be of interest to some of our listeners because I can imagine that there might be some overlap in listenership. So I've long been aware of the podcast, Your Favorite Band Sucks, and I've long been a supporter of it in its, in its concept, but I've never actually listened to it. It's just been a thing where I see their posts sometimes and they're like, why Depeche Mode sucks? And it's often bands that I enjoy a lot, but like, I also don't take it, I'm a grown fucking adult, so I don't take it personally when somebody doesn't like a, a band that I think is good. You know what I mean? So right. I enjoy the fact that they are uh, are tackling bands that are almost universally seen as good. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, and, they're, they're doing it in like a tongue in cheek, just sort of, you know, uh, contrarian sort of way. Right, for sure. But so the problem with being a contrarian, though, is that you can, if you're not delicately towing that line, you can step right over it and and enter into the realm of being just kind of annoying and, and coming off as a tryhard, right? Okay. Um, so I listened to the podcast for the first time the other day because they put an, uh, up an episode on The Clash, and I fucking love The Clash. So I was like, okay, cool. This seems like as good a place as any to jump in and see what this what this podcast is like really bring into the table because I love The Clash. Um, so this is a great, great place to start. Um, I've got to say, I don't think I've ever heard two people more profoundly underqualified to speak about a subject than these two dudes speaking about music. Well, They're you, mis- you do listen to the blaypacks of us, right? Well, <laughs> so this is this is the connected part. That is, this is how I was going to bring it full circle. As I was going to say, this must be how people feel who listen to us and think that we are complete fucking morons. Sure. They, they, I, I, I must have captured the same feeling because I went into it with an open mind, like ready to be fully supportive of these dudes, even in spite of the fact that I disagreed. And and in actuality, I am fully supportive of them. I'm glad they're doing their thing. And in fact, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the energy that they're bringing to the table because after I heard how completely inarticulate they were in talking about music history and contextualizing the band that they were trying to tear down once they demonstrated such a complete all-encompassing misunderstanding of some of the most basic and core tenets of the music they were trying to speak about 
I was totally turned off to listening to the podcast because it was actually maddening to hear their opinions. Mm-hmm. But I became maybe like even more of a supporter of the podcast after that because they've been pretty wildly successful. So the fact that they've managed to really carve out a niche there and uh, thrive in it, even though by all accounts, or at least by my own fir- firsthand account, um, they're they're profoundly underqualified to do what they do. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it, but it just yeah. I immediately once I heard that, I was like, damn, this has to be exactly how people feel when they listen to us and uh, think that we're just spouting off a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, sure, right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are plenty of people that hear my voice and think, fucking hell, right? <laughs> yeah, you know that's fine. You know because honestly. That's how I think about almost anybody that opens their fucking mouth to me. Right? Yeah, for sure. This is very true. And I don't, I also don't want to like, I also do not want to open the door on like directly mentioning other pods and like, you know, that sort of thing. And, and, and just sort of like even, even giving the, the presumption, like, like the, the indication that we're putting somebody on blast or anything like that. Um, but I, kind oh of, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I kind of feel that way about another podcast that you really like. Okay. And we listen to it and they just kind of ramble and talk, but they don't ever really talk about anything. And it's kind of funny. But then sometimes I'm like, what the fuck? This is exhausting. Like, come on, guys. It, it, there has to be more to it than what they put in, but the product makes it sound even more low effort than what we're doing. Okay. I, um, I, now, I'm, I'm curious as to which podcast it is because it could be, I, I'm gonna, it could I'm be one give, of two. I'm going to give you a hint. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah that's what i that's what i assumed right <laughs> yeah right yeah uh-huh i i like sometimes it's funny but then other times i'm like jesus fucking christ this is the kind of fucking like just mumbling shit that like if i were hanging out at somebody's house be like all right i gotta go guys this is um i gotta go i'm tired gotta leave <laughs> fair enough <laughs> Um, I think that they they hit their stride in certain episodes, and not every episode is a winner. Um, but when they really settle into a good bit, it the payoff is immense. Um, but I can see that the journey from bit to bit can be a little bit tedious and taxing for sure. Yeah, and and like, hey, they're killing it apparently. Oh, they're um, absolutely raking in the money. So good for good for them, man. But it's just kind of like to each their own, I suppose. Um, Dude, I just want to pause for a moment and say that I can't believe that you just said the sentence. I don't want to give the impression that we're putting anybody on blast here. <laughs> I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> Okay, because I'm just saying the last 38 episodes of the podcast might give the impression that we are trying to do that. We always say that, you know, it's not personal. We always we always, we always say it except for in these various instances in which we say, this is personal, kill yourself, stop making music. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, I like I said, I'm turning over a new leaf. That's why I didn't mention any names. I'm just trying to be more positive and um, just trying to keep myself in a healthier, a healthier like state of mind. 
<laughs> okay, fair enough. So on that note, I guess it's as good a time as any to jump into the queue and actually get into the music segment. I'm, I'm curious because our preambles have, have been clocking in at like 30 minutes pretty regularly now. I'm curious as to how many people just hear our voices and just skip over it until they get to the queue. Um, maybe if we you should, do, if you do that, write us, <laughs> maybe we should start to like put Easter eggs in there. Like, uh-huh just hide bits of information that could prove to be highly valuable or profitable or something and see if anybody's paying attention. Tips on mining Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the first band in the queue this week is Invalid with their Do Not Resuscitate demo. This is a band from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They are a, uh, they're a hardcore punk band. Don't know shit else about it. Then we have got Placeholder. This was submitted by a member of the band. They're from St. Louis, Missouri. They describe themselves as Revolution Summer meets Melodic Hardcore. It is just one song, Sickness Slash Health. It appears that they have a couple EPs before this, but I've, uh, I've seen the name thrown around a couple, couple times on social media just via mutual friends, but I have not heard this stuff before. Then we've got the band Unit from San Antonio, Texas. This is sent in by Alex Osorio, who has sent in uh, a few San Antonio area bands. They, uh, it's a two-song single promo off of their uh, upcoming tape. One of the songs on here is a, a cover of the song Grinding Halt by The Cure, which is uh, one of my favorite Cure songs. So shout out to them for covering a, a le- an unsung Cure track. Then we've got Hawk Baby. Hawk Baby is... Uh, I like that name. <laughs> well, so it, it it makes sense that you would like that name because this was... The, I think this features members of uh, of Shit Blimp. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a Cleveland band that... Re, this, the, so one of the members, Nick, sent this in, said that uh, I think this member also plays in Shit Blimp, says that uh, they were greatly tickled by the Shit Blimp, Shit Blimp review. Um said it's uh, stupid punk from the basement of now that's class. And I have to read this out in case we don't land on it, just because this is one of the most comprehensive members of lists that I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Members of, because usually take into account here, anybody listening, a members of list usually has two or three prominent bands that members were featured in. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not not Hawk Baby. Okay. Members of Sockeye, Darvisets. Uh, I was going to say we have there has to be somebody from Sockeye in fucking Hawk Baby. Yeah, for sure. So, Sockeye, Darvisets, Inmates, Cider, Shit Blimp, Folded Shirt, Yambag, Wet Brain, Brainwashed Youth, Brainwashed California, Party Plates, Brody's Militia, Ungao, Boy uh Boy in Love, Hep Z, Spastic Amoebas, T- uh, Tonawanda's, Magic City, Drum Machine, Tough Skins, Grin and Barrett, and more. Okay. I got to say, though, that is a pretty impressive rap sheet. There's uh, There are quite a few really good bands in there. And, and it's, a, it's a long standing. It's a long history, too, because some of those bands are 20 plus years old. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I kind of hope that we land on that. Um, then we have got Flexure with their release World Alone. This is an Oakland, California band. Um, Ali, the guitarist, sent this in, said some nice things about the podcast. Thank you, Ali. Then we have got Dumbspell. Uh, Dumbspell is a Hattiesburg band that I'm familiar with. I have listened to like their first two EPs, but I don't think I've listened to this LP. I almost bought this LP, um, and then I can't remember why I didn't, but I didn't. I think it was probably because I had already realized that I'd spent a bunch of money on other records. 
Yeah. So this was, I was initially put onto this band by our homie Biff who runs Feral Kid Records. Um, he, he gave me a bunch of cassettes and, uh, and LPs when he came through last year, um, with, uh, the band Jad, he was mm -hmm. their tour managing and driving for them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he gave me a handful of stuff out of the Feral Kid distro. And I think, uh, one of the dumb spell tapes was one of them. And I really like this band, but I haven't gotten around to listen to this LP. Um, one of the members of the band sent this in, said that DD from MS paint and pleather put him onto the show. So yo, DD shout out for uh, putting people onto the show. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm glad, I'm glad that MS paint tape sold out too. Um, then we have got fading symbol. Uh, I'm sorry, fade, fading signal. This is a resubmission from Jordan who sings in the band. They are a new Raleigh, North Carolina, hardcore band. Then we have got Nowhere Roads with Waiting. This was sent in by Vince, who runs Harvcore Records, who's a label that's been around for a very long time. This is a release on Safe Inside Records. Then we have got Seven Gables with their Demo 2020. This is a new Philadelphia, Pennsylvania band. And then last, we have got the new Regional Justice Center release that I actually already heard because Ian sent it to me a few weeks ago um, when he got the masters in. But it is a collaboration project between Ian of Regional Justice Center um, doing all the instrumentals and then Justice um, from uh, Angel Dust and Trapped Under Ice doing vocals. And it is a two-song seven-inch that is coming out. I think Pop, Pop Wig put out... Um, one color variant and then alternatives put out another color variant and this just dropped like a couple days ago so uh let's roll the dice to see what's up first all right let's get into it two okay two is placeholder the band is placeholderhc.bandcamp.com like I said, they described this as Revolution Summer meets Melodic Hardcore, which is kind of a, re a redundant description just because Revolution Summer stuff is Melodic Hardcore by right. nature. That's that's kind of the whole thing. Um, like I said, it's just one track, Sickness slash Health, three minutes and 12 seconds long. Let's, uh, let's just dive into it, I guess. Okay. So we're going to listen to Sickness slash Health by Placeholder.
All right, so that was the song Sickness Slash Health by Placeholder. And uh, speaking personally, I, I actually really, really liked that. I was yeah. very pleasantly surprised by that. I figured that you would really like that. I think that the Revolution Summer plus Melodic Hardcore was accurate. This wasn't quite Revolution Summer, maybe in the plaintive vocal delivery. Mm-hmm. But um, this, I mean, smack, the first thing that came to my, my head was uh, Kid Dynamite. Totally, um, yes. And I like Kid Dynamite a lot. That said, I don't like a lot of stuff that sounds like Kid Dynamite. A lot of it is a little too saccharine for me. Yeah. Um, but this was okay. You know, it's not something that... Uh, this is something where I would have to see the band. I've said before, mm-hmm. we've said before, like have it, have an actual connection, see the band or, or like know the people in the band or something like that. And then I'd be a bit more hype on it. There's nothing wrong with it. If you like right. Kid Dynamite, you should like this. Um, I just happen to not like a lot of stuff that sounds overtly like Kid Dynamite. For um, sure. I like the chorus a lot on this song. Mm-hmm. Um, super catchy. I like the sort of anthetic, anthemic sort of like halftime as they were going out. Um, yeah. With the toward the end, um, yeah, it wasn't bad. It, it's it's not uh, my typical cup of tea. It's uh, um, I don't know. I, I couldn't see the lyrics. So who knows? You know what I mean? What what the fuck right. it was about? I couldn't. I wasn't paying attention too much. But uh, yeah, not bad. Um, just not always my cup of tea. It's definitely something that uh, you uh, are much more into than I am in general. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, this is sonically very, very much my lane. As long as it's cream of the crop stuff um Mm. because i need i i need something more than just um you know spitting back rights of spring riffs at me or something and uh as nate mentioned i i actually do in retrospect amend my statement and uh think that your description of uh revolution summer meets melodic hardcore is actually pretty apt in the sense that you're talking about some later era melodic hardcore because yeah there is definitely kid dynamite in this uh the dna of lifetime is in this for sure and as we've said many times on the show, stuff that we dig a whole lot, but that uh, rarely resonates with us um, when it's a newer band, just because of where we're at in our lives personally. But uh, this had a certain youthful vigor to it that was incredibly appealing to me. And I thought the songwriting was really good. Um, it was pretty unrelenting in its pace. It was like nice mid-tempo, um, but still had, uh, it, it wasn't, it, it didn't feel like it there wasn't like any aspect of lethargy. There was no points in which it was dragging. I thought it kept up its energy really, really well for uh, the duration of the song. Um, yeah, there, there really wasn't anything I didn't like about this. I would like to hear some more stuff by this band for sure. I'm going to go back and listen to the other releases. And if this is like a promo um, from an upcoming 7-inch or something, I'm very stoked to hear the uh, the rest of what you guys are working on because this is, this is really good. I liked this a whole lot. Got nothing bad to say about it. There you go. So uh, I guess on that note, we'll we'll move on. We don't we we don't have any shit to talk. We don't you know we both pretty much liked this. I you you were more or less ambivalent to it. I liked it a lot. There you go. Can't yeah. can't get much better than that. Yeah. The problem with a lot of this stuff is, and this was almost guilty of it, um, mm-hmm. right off the right out of the gate with that like main riff on the verse. Mm-hmm. It really starts to tread a line of like the radio friendly pop punk singing about the girl that broke their heart when it's like grown men singing to like 14 year old girls. Right. For sure. And um, no, I, th- I think this, this abhorrent. comes right up to that line. Yeah. That's, that's abhorrent. Um, right. Both sonically and culturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, uh, it is, 
just unpleasant at many levels. And so there's a very fine line between what placeholder is doing and what some of those like what I would call boy band punk rock bands do. No, for sure. And and to to be truthful, actually, when I first heard that riff just by itself, that intro riff, um, I was pretty convinced that I wasn't going to like the song yeah. initially. And yeah. then it the, the, the riff was recontextualized um, within the framework of the rest of the song. And I thought that it worked really well and it was, and it ended up being just fine. But no, I feel you. That riff uh, as a standalone riff, initially I was totally off put by it. Um, but I came, I came around to it quickly. So right. yeah. And so like, congratulations, placeholder. We'll keep it posy. Um, you did not totally come off like a band of grown men singing love songs to teenage girls. And, um, you didn't come off like a band of grown men singing love songs to 40 year old women that were teenage girls when they heard your band. <laughs> so there you go. A victory. Right. Because, you know, like the Sum 41 thing, Sum 41 band now, like they, all, all those, all those, uh, little sweeties they were singing to are like, you know, crones and stuff now. <laughs> um, I was going to say they're beat up old hags now. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you know, they're, uh, they're about, they, they've about reached the conclusion of their reproductive lifespan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So, you know, they're, they're looking to get on the nostalgia bandwagon and, um, right. Placeholder deftly, uh, threaded a very fine needle there. There you go. High praise. So, uh, on that note, let's roll the dice and see what's up next. All right. 10. Okay. 10 is uh, regional justice center. Um, regional, regional justice center.bandcamp.com. If, if you don't already know the name, you're not paying attention to hardcore, love them or hate them. You're not uh, paying attention hard- to the show either. Well, well, that's true. But again, you know, every, every episode is, uh, is somebody's first episode, you know, that's true. Well, one would hope that's, that's, that's making the big assumption that we have new listeners and that we're not just steadily in decline. Yeah, it, it could very well be. <laughs> It could, it could be. We we we've, could be shedding listeners with each passing right. episode. We, we've already we've already uh, surpassed uh, sort of peak some forty one levels, and now we're just talking nonsense to old crones and has beens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, the name of this release is Regional Jurdis Center because uh, Jurdis is Justice Tripp's nickname. Um, it's like I said, two songs. Well, I might as well just listen to, listen to them both. Don't talk to me and escape from LA. It, it clocks in at under two minutes worth of music, so I uh, might as well just listen to them back to back. Okay. So we're gonna hear "Don't Talk to Me" and "Escape from LA" by Regional Justice Center.
right, we just heard the songs Don't Talk to Me and Escape from L.A. by Regional Justice Center off of their most recent 7-inch, which is a collaboration with Justice Trip from Angel Dust and, Angel Dust and Trapped Under Ice. Yeah. Uh, sounded like Regional Justice Center with somebody else doing vocals. For sure. Uh, the recording was super noisy, um, which I kind of liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, overall this was pretty good. I mean, if you like regional justice center, why wouldn't you like this? The vocal delivery was less of the like throaty sort of menace, um, that you usually hear. Uh, and it was more of a snotty sort of hardcore delivery, which worked. Yep. Um, yeah, I got no complaints with this. This was pretty good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I like, uh, I like justice's vocal delivery a lot. Um, I've been, I, I, it's, it's no exaggeration to say that Trapped Under Ice's demo is uh, incredibly formative for me. I mean, it came out when I was probably, I want to say I was 17 when that came out. I think it came out in 07. Um, so they they reintroduced a brand of heavy hardcore into the scene at large that quite literally nobody else was doing at the time. And it uh, was pretty revolutionary to a lot of young people that heard it um, in the vein of like crown of thorns and next step up and shit like that. Um, Things that just are, are widely name checked now and were not being championed by anybody at the time. They basically came, came on the scene, did the polar opposite of what was popular at the time and completely reinvented um, the entire makeup of, of the hardcore scene at large overnight. The, if you were there for it as a young person, you watched um, Trapped Under Eyes come on the scene and like truly change everything and a million local bands change their sound. Um, so I've been a fan of Justice and what he does for a long time. I think he is a superior lyricist. I think he is a superior frontman. I really enjoy uh, pretty much everything that Angel Dust has done. Their last record is Polarizing. I didn't really dig it at first, revisited it, enjoy it quite a lot now. Um, They went from being sort of a weirdo punk band with some hardcore leanings to doing almost Lemonheads-esque power pop stuff. Um, But I think they execute everything that they've attempted very well. And uh, I think this pairing was good. I thought his vocal delivery worked really well for Ian's songwriting. I got I got no complaints about this. If you, As Nate said, if you like Regional Justice Center, there's no reason for you to not like this. I mean, if anything, uh, you kind of know what you're getting with RJC. Um, he's not trying to rein, reinvent the wheel. He's just trying to write solid power violence in the vein of fucking no comment, despise you all the classics and i think he does a, a rather convincing job of it so there you go any anything else to add no not really um like i said pretty solid the guitars seem to be a bit more prominent in this recording rather than mm-hmm. you normally hear a lot more growling bass it seems like in other rjc stuff yeah um but yeah i think it sounded pretty good i think that makes sense uh taylor young produced this um taylor young is known for getting some some big big ass guitar sounds um, with his production and, and recording style. So that makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, if we got, if we got nothing else to say, I guess we can move on to the next thing. I, I always like what Ian puts out. This is no exception. Okay. Next up is two. Okay. Two is unit. The band camp is the unit sa.bandcamp.com. This is a single promo single from their upcoming record. Like I said, the B-side is a cover of Grinding Halt by The Cure, which we won't listen to for the purposes of this show, but I am very curious to check out on my own. Well, I guess I will be very curious depending upon how much I like their single. So the one song that they have on offer that is an original is the song Crashing. And uh, 
it's a minute and 20 seconds long. Let's just jump right into it. So we're going to listen to the song Crashing by the band Unit from San Antonio. All right. We just heard the song "Crashing" by the band Unit from San Antonio, Texas. Um, Got to play. Got to say, um, playing a convincing version of what has quickly sort of become the uh, hardcore flavor de jour, heralded by bands like Protocol, Electric Chair, Armor, Sniper Culture, Gel. Um, much to my pleasure, because as we've discussed many, many times, one of my favorite brands, one of our collective favorite brands of hardcore, and I thought this uh, did a really fucking good job of it. I liked that a lot. Yeah, this is a lot more hardcore than I expected. Um, I didn't know anything about it. I expected more metal, um, mm-hmm. just looking at the picture of the goons in the band, because right. you know, I got you see an obituary shirt, a dystopia shirt. I think maybe it's a mayhem shirt in the background. Yep. Um, so I was expecting a bit more metal. Um, mm-hmm. kind of glad that it wasn't, um, yeah, I like this. It's, as you mentioned, do you like those bands that you mentioned? Do you like electric chair? Do you like warthog? Then you should like this. I'm not saying it's better than electric chair or warthog or even necessarily as good, but it would not be out of left field to like, just put them on a show with bands like that. And for sure it would be good all around. Yes, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I got, again, I, I haven't had anything bad to say about any of the bands uh, on this episode thus far. We've, we've, we've gotten some very solid releases so far. Um, this is, as you said, not quite at the level of a band like Protocol or something like that or Warthog. Um, those are standout bands playing this particular Armor. subgenre. Right, right, exactly. Um, those are definitely standout bands in this subsect of the hardcore world. But uh, this is incredibly competent energetic, good, fun, got no complaints with this kind of stuff. As we've said many times, usually this kind of shit doesn't even stick stick around long enough for it to get stale. Um, and the formula is such that it, it perfectly appeals to my sensibilities. So it's hard for me to, to hear this kind of stuff when it's well executed and, and not like it. You know, I was bobbing my head along to it. Well, it's like there's a ton of stuff out there that sounds like this right now. And we've said before, mm-hmm. you know, the waters are getting, it's getting saturated now and, right. um, competition is stiff. 
it's difficult to stand out ahead and shoulders above everybody else when there's just so many bands doing something like this. Now, that said, in many, many cities across the United States, in Fort Wayne, if there was a hardcore band that sounded like this, they'd be the best hardcore band in Fort Wayne. That's very true. <laughs> right? So, yep. like, they'd be the best band, the best hardcore band in most any town that you would see something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that is one hundred percent true. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're the if you are the local band playing this style of music, you're you're the best band in your city, no doubt. Yeah, unless no doubt, unless the, you know you are in Seattle or right, Ex- you know exactly. What I mean? Yeah, but if we're talking small town USA or mid sized city USA, it's very yeah. likely you are you are the uh, leader of the pack because uh, yeah, there's like I said, there's there's really it's hard it's hard not to like this stuff. I've I've said it many times, but I'm I'm pretty incredulous when somebody comes at me saying they don't enjoy this type of hardcore because it's just it totally evades me what there is to not enjoy about it. You know? It's yeah, because it is it is hardcore, right? Right. You know what I mean? Like if you don't like this, then you don't like hardcore, right? Right. This is this is what I think of when I think of that word. Right. So, uh, and now I am interested to hear that grinding halt cover because I'm just curious as to whether or not they uh, they punk it up or if they do kind of a straight interpretation of it. I'm going I'm to listen to it after the show and see as as a cure aficionado. I'm going to see if it if it passes muster. Yeah. Yeah. But but other than that, yo unit that's uh it's very solid. I dig it. I would definitely book that band. I uh, I'm looking forward to hearing the record that this is a promo for. I guess uh, unless we have anything else to add, we're we're burning right through them. We're we liking are. everything that we're hearing. It's it's that it's the it's the magical thinking of positivity, right? <laughs> Perhaps yes. We put positivity into the world, and that's what we sow. We sow good results from it. We feel good, right? right? We mm-hmm. eat good, we think good, we act good, we get good. <laughs> right? You, re- you reap what you sow. And if you if you put yeah. those positive vibes out there, if you make assertions um, at the beginning of the day, at the beginning of the recording, as I did, then keep that, keep yourself in that mindset. Good things can only come from it. Now, was that, what you just said, was that a passing reference to the infamous James Brown uh uh, interview, news uh, interview. No, actually, it was not. And any any um, any likeness to uh, celebrities dead or living was purely coincidental. If you if you've not seen the James Brown interview, are you talking I'm about the ones with like the the sunglasses and stuff? And yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. Clearly yeah. fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the greatest interviews of all time. But he he does. He's like, I sing good. I look good. Yeah, I make love good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I totally did not intend to sound like that, but um. It's it's a God's honest truth. If you are um, a crazy drug taking, wife beating legend of <laughs> rock and roll, um, you're gonna feel good. <laughs> That's that is true, <laughs> undeniably. So uh, one more one more tip of the hat to the unit, and let's roll the dice and see what's up next. And a tip of the hat to James Brown too. I'm, he, <laughs> you know, he's dead as a doornail, but his impact is undeniable. That's that's absolutely true. Three. <laughs> okay. Uh, three is Flexure. F-L-E-X-U-R-E dot bandcamp dot com. The release is World Alone. It is a four song release that does not appear to have a physical format at present. It is a four piece band from Oakland, California, tagged only as punk and hardcore. That's what I like to hear, baby. I don't need all the mumbo jumbo. Yeah. I just want to know what you're about. Right. That's not split. Just tell us what it is, right? For sure. 
So the first song on this is, um, it is markedly longer than the other three songs. All the other songs clock in at right about one minute and 45 seconds. The first song on here is two and a half minutes long. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if that means it's like uh, got an intro attached to it or what. Do we want to just try and see what they open up the, this four song release with? I mean, it's not long enough. No. It's yeah. Let's, there's let's, not such a, a, you know what I mean? It's not such a digression from the right. format of the rest of the songs. So. Right. Well, let's get into it. Let's okay, cool. So, all right. So we're going to listen to Our Misery by Flexure off of their EP World Alone. We just heard the song Our Misery by Flexure off of their release World Alone. Nate, how'd you feel about that? Still pulling pretty good returns on putting positive thoughts out there. Um, uh-huh. This wasn't bad. Um, it grew on me up until the like last 30 seconds or so with that breakdown part. I don't think that was necessary in the fucking song. I agree. Um, yeah. Um, it was. It sounded really awkward. The transition into it too, it really like killed the steam of the song. And like, it, it almost felt like they had to start all over again, building, um, any sort of like, uh, intensity into the song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really like that part. Like we've said before, it's not necessary to put that in there. Um, right. you don't always have to have a part like that in a song. Um, uh, the vocal delivery, I liked like the, 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 the effect on the vocals and the fact that it was back in the mix. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if unless you've got like you know screaming, howling insanity, which is what I prefer, um, for more of like a low key delivery as that was. Um, it's always good to sort of bury it a little bit and make it a bit more mysterious and haunted, um, which was a good choice. Um, because otherwise a lot of times people just kind of sound bored. Right. When, you know what I mean? And maybe they're not, you know, just saying that's just how sometimes it comes off. Um, but that's my ear because I, I like to hear howls of madness. Um, but on the whole, I thought that this was fairly solid. It wasn't as good as I, I didn't like it as much as unit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, nevertheless, you know, not bad, not bad, man. You like, uh, hardcore, you probably like Fletcher. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, I actually, I liked this a lot. Um, up until that last breakdown for sure. I thought was, was, uh, not needed in any way. As you already mentioned, it really halted the, mo- the momentum of the song, which I thought had a, a pretty, a pretty solid forward momentum up to that point. Yeah. You could have, you could have wrapped it up at, uh, at the part right before that little break and it would have worked a lot better. And, um, you know, I say this with love in my heart, but, uh, but the drummer is confirmed not good. Um, <laughs> well, see, I was try- uh, I'm trying to be positive because the stumbling going into the breakdown really just like brought everything to a dead stop. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so as somebody who fucks around on drums but is not great, um, is basically good enough to play this style of hardcore and very few other things, um, my, my suggestion would be to uh, not try to play above your ability level, just, you know, naturally progress until you get there. Because if you were doing less and focusing more on just being in the pocket, I think it would work a lot better because this style of hardcore doesn't need a lot going on with it. You don't need a lot of flashy fills. Uh, do, do the least, you know what I mean? Just do what works for this. And I think it would really help uh, the cohesion of the song and it, it would, it would help to, to in the future prevent you from sort of, uh, stunting that momentum that you have going but all in all i thought this was uh, really solid the format of de- you know the chosen format of delivery as i've said a million times i like a lot i agree with uh, everything that you said about the vocal delivery being sort of buried in the mix throw some uh, reverb and some delay on there a very very popular thing to do at the moment um but uh it's a production decision that i think works very well when it's applied correctly and i think it is applied correctly here this is, uh, from what I heard, very promising. Uh, promising enough that I will check out the rest of the release for sure. You know. Yeah, and it, to to my ear, it kind of had a um, almost like a Euro feel to it. Yeah, I could hear, I could hear that a little bit for sure. You know, yeah. it, I I it just it kind of to my ear had a, had a bit more of a, a Euro feel to it, as though it would maybe something that shows up on like La Vida and Moose or something like that. Uh, I that could record hear that. label out of I think it's in London or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I could definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I I vibe with that. I, you're you're not wrong. Um, but yeah, I, like I said again, I don't really have anything bad to say besides the you know the few minor critiques that I threw out there. I got I got nothing else to say about it. Um, as far as this style of hardcore punk, pretty damn good effort. Um, some room for improvement, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed what I heard. If I saw that at a show, I I would be happy to watch the whole set. I. You know what I mean? I'd probably pick up a tape. Yeah, for sure. Again, we keep it positive. We get positive back. Yeah, this is our chaos magic in in, in action. We're putting See, out there. And that's it. It's never fucking worked when I've tried to enact dark chaos magic, right? Mm-hmm. And that's been most of my life, most of my conscious life, right? right, I, right. I, I, 
even though I wasn't aware that that's what I was doing in kindergarten, right? With right. like little idols that I would make in kindergarten and like, you know, little obsessions that I would get, right? These uh -huh. little, these little tools of magical chaos that I would put about my room as, uh, as like totems, right? I thought uh -huh. it was just decoration, but looking back, it was definitely some sort of ritual. I've never reaped a satisfactory reward from trying to sow dark chaos. Right. Uh, but yet here we are a mere 75 minutes into this recording. Um, and my pronunciation of positivity at the, big, at the beginning is already giving me great returns. Look at that. It's really remarkable when you frame it that way. It is. It is. It is amazing how the universe responds if you put out the um, the right intentions, the right vibrations. Yeah, this podcast is now the uh, we we officially back the secret, the book, the secret. Now, no, we're, I've never we're, I've we're, never read that. Um, it, it's it's basically it's the occult for target moms. Uh, well, we're, I I am definitely discovering new um, new levels of. I, w I would say um, psychic astral uh, interaction. <laughs> That's really incredible. So many people get to bear witness to that happening in real time. That's right. The the the, the full flower of my uh, birth as a white chaos magician. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Well, you know what? You're in your forties. It's about time. That's right. Grow that beard out. And start getting weird. I am. I haven't shaved in, in about a week and a half. So. Perfect, dude. You're you're just about on your fucking Alan Moore shit. That's right. And 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 I am a bald man with a Scottish last name, so I am the Grant Morrison to your Alan Moore. There we go. There we go. Um, and 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 I'm reading Doom Patrol right now. See, chaos mag magic is real. It's there's look at all the synchronicity. Look, in our lives. The, the threads that come together to weave um, a fabric of good intentions. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I got, and I'm flush with cash right now. Yep. Look at all this. We I know. Were, we it's were amazing. Fucking killing it. It's amazing. <laughs> One time oh. I was at Subway and um, uh, for whatever reason, I decided to eat in, right? Like, well, that's a silly thing to do. <laughs> yeah. um, and I was people watching the, uh, you, you talking about the cash that you have reminds me of this. I was people watching the people in line. And there was a woman who was very professionally dressed that was accompanied by a man that was not professionally dressed. Like they were together and there was definitely an odd mismatch there. Like she was, I, I don't want to like come to um, erroneous conclusions here or to make assumptions, but she looked like some sort of caseworker for somebody that was on parole or something like that. Right. I mean, she was definitely very well dressed and professionally dressed, you know, like a lawyer or something. Right. I just want to say that the, real quick that you basically just described every relationship that I've been in and how no, people no, probably no, no, view no. it. No, 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 no. He, she wasn't trying to look like um, a nouveau Donna Reed, from, oh, okay. uh, you know, or, or like you know any, anything like that. Like this woman, this woman was dressed like a um, a, a Marvel movie version of a high powered lawyer. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Right? All right, go on. And the person that she was with, he was not. Right. Um, I mean, he was wearing like FUBU gear and it was a track suit. And right. um, it was, there was, there was nothing professional about this person's attire. Anyway, they're waiting in line at Subway and he pulls out his wallet and I could see that his wallet had quite a bit of cash in it. Um, who knows what the denominations were, but there they were. And he, 
she's trying to ignore him. She's not paying attention to him any more than she has to. And he holds the cash up to her. He goes, look at this. Look at all this money. <laughs> and he, he says something like, I'm always stacked like this, baby. And he said that <laughs> to the woman. Like he told her he was always stacked. He's like bragging about the cash. I remember saying, I'm always stacked like this. And he's bragging about all the cash that he has and how ridiculous it is, how fat his wallet is all the time. And um, that, yeah, I mean, maybe he was a white chaos magician as well. Yo, right? that Pull, dude fucking rules. <laughs> he was pulling in well above his pay grade in both uh, monetary, fiduciary resources, and mating opportunities. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's fucking cool. That dude's a fucking badass. Hell yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. I hope that guy is prospering out there. Um, it immediately called to mind fucking um, the fucking Harmony Corinne movie, uh, Spring Breakers. Oh, yeah. Look look at all my shit. Look at all my shit. Yeah, that's exactly how this guy was. Um <laughs> And uh, he was uh, accompanied by a, a woman that, um, by all external appearances, there's no conceivable reason why you would imagine that they would cross paths in any meaningful way. But yeah, there they were together at Subway. Incredible. Shout out to that guy. Hope, yep. hope you're living well, brother. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Uh, so up next is uh, two. All right. Two is Hawk Baby. Um, the Bandcamp is hawkbaby.bandcamp.com. They are from Cleveland, Ohio. This is their first release since their demo in September of last year. It is an eight-song digital-only release from what I can see. <laughs> Some low-effort artwork here. That artwork is incredible. Look at that fucking eagle's wings. <laughs> yeah, dude. It looks, like, awesome. it looks like some first-edition white box D&D art. Yeah, it does. Um, I, I dig it quite a lot. Holding, holding, um, a cocktail of some sort. It looks, yeah. looks like, yeah. Um, so we got 10 songs. Um, I, I get, do we just, we just jump right in on number one. Um, thunderstorm. Yeah, sure. It's significantly longer than most of the other songs. Well, let's do it. Yeah. There's another song later on that, that, there's a couple songs later on that bump up to it in uh, song length, but yeah. let's just see see what Hawk Baby felt was appropriate to open up there. Uh, I'm sorry, I misspoke earlier. Eight song debut, uh, I guess full length if you want to yeah. call it that. So we are going to listen to Thunderstorm by the band Hawk Baby from Cleveland, Ohio.
All right, we just heard the song Thunderstorm by the band Hawk Baby off of their record Into the Hawker Room. <laughs> Nate? I, that was my favorite thing I've heard tonight. It was awesome. I liked it a lot. Um, it was transcendently stupid. Uh, that's, I mean, that's why I liked it. Um, right. That was, it was as if, that's what I think you would get if um, Danny Elfman decided to treat music like a joke. Yes. That's Instead a, I of was trying to I, like actually make a career out of it. Dude, I was going to say this is lowbrow Oingo Boingo. Yep, exactly. Like there's a you can definitely hear Oingo Boingo or, you know, whether or not that's what they're going for. Right. That's in there. Obviously, B-52s. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of just well, I mean, it's got members of the Darvis sets. So, you know, it, mm-hmm. is the dude from the Darvis sets. I think he's the singer, too. Um, yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like it. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, that's just like if Danny Elfman just decided to say, fuck it, who gives a shit? I'm just going to make <laughs> shitty music the rest of my life. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, yeah. You know, so I really like that. I like I like music that is purposely and um, gratingly stupid. Yeah, for right? sure. I, yeah. So this is definitely like when it's members of Sockeye, of course, right? Right. Yeah, I, for it, sure. Did, did Sockeye have the song Your Boobs Poop? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they did. Yes. Right. That's yeah, a Sockeye song, sure. right? Your Boobs yep. Poop. So <laughs> if you know anything about Sockeye, yes, Your Boobs Poop. Right. Right. Sockeye is about as lowbrow as it gets. Right. And so this totally makes sense. The aesthetic is there. I like stupid shit like this a lot. And you can tell that they are they are playing under their weight, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're definitely playing yeah. something stupider than they could and have in the past. And they're putting effort into it, just like with Ship Limp. Um, it's not a total fucking like phone it in attempt at being stupid. Um, right. There's definitely an intent there that is executed. Yeah. I dug this. This was stupid Danny Helfman. Um, and uh, I got no problem with it. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I liked it a lot. I'm glad that we both arrived at that exact same conclusion because that is just a slightly different uh, way of articulating precisely what I was going to say. Um, and also, for anybody unfamiliar with Sockeye, um, I guess for the faint of heart, don't go back and check it out. It's very much of a time. Um, but, dude, they have some of the best record titles Maybe ever. Yeah. Like their demo, I, I think it's I think it's their demo or at least like an early kids like tape release. Music that gay people would like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're definitely in like the 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 offen- like offensively dumb like anal cunt camp of for sure. Of, of like, you know, punk rock, right? Yes. They're they're in it for the fucking laughs and they don't re- there's not really um any concern given to like what people might say my favorite sockeye record title is retards hiss past my window yes dude it is i was gonna bring that one up it's so fucking good yeah <laughs> like one of my favorite record titles quite literally of all time yeah and and that's the album with your boobs poop on it um yeah and i think i have it somewhere i think that's in my collection somewhere but it's it's so funny and it's basically like when you look at the album art on it if you look at the album art on retards his past my windows it looks like it was on lumpy records totally yes you know in a way it's kind of what 
like what Lumpy was is going for now. Like Lumpy is the new iteration of that. Yeah. Albeit probably not quite as intentionally retarded. Right, for sure. Or or it is, but in just in a different it's a different iteration of it. You know what I mean? Right. It's a it's a different it's it's a different means to the same end. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it, it makes a whole, like now reading that laundry list of, of, uh, also, also played, you know, also played in this band, that band, whatever. Um, a few of them make a whole lot of sense arriving at, at this project. Um, you know, clearly, as you said, playing under the, under their weight class, doing something that is, uh, just for fun. And, uh, I, I loved every second of it. I really liked that dude. The riff too, that main bass riff is a riff that we would play at practice as a joke. Yeah. And, and <laughs> play it for 40 fucking minutes before we even played one actual song. <laughs> yeah. Do that. Do, 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 yeah. do, yeah. <laughs> It's so fucking stupid and bad, but yeah. I, lo- I, we have to show that to Brandon cause he will fucking love how dumb that riff yeah, is yeah I, I i like this a lot so i'm not gonna lie this is the this is this is the best thing i've heard tonight i i will say it's so on on an objective level it's probably not the best thing that yes. we've heard tonight but it's my favorite thing that yeah we've that's heard what i mean it's the thing i like the best because you know the other things are, are well done but they don't really they don't really stand out to me as like unique from one another that much Mm-hmm. They're all, you know, they're all good, but this is the kind of stuff that I put on, um, just for my own shits and giggles a lot. It's the kind <laughs> of stuff I put on to like, in, 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 again, to get back to chaos magic in, in a ritual to like amplify anxiety in, in, in those around me, um, and, 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 and feed off of that energy. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I was I was not at all disappointed by Hawk Baby. I, I, I really loved that, and I want to check out the rest of the release. I hope that this finds its way to a uh, physical format sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. And it just came out on May 14th, so th- this is this is merely three days three days old. Yeah, so, um, uh, well, they have a demo, too, from 2019. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, September, September of last year. So, yeah, fucking loved that. Um, we have definitely got time for... For one more, so we might as roll, might as well roll the dice and see if we can make it six for six on not hating anything tonight. Okay, five. All right, five is Seven Gables. The band is Seven Gables.bandcamp.com, which um, hilarious. It looks like to me, it looks like Sevengibles. Sevengibles, or I was going to say Seven Gabies. Yeah, it kind of looks like Seven Gabies too. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I just saw uh, Sevengibles. Yeah, some vengeables. Um, so this is Seven Gables with their demo 2020. Uh, just came out on May 14th. So this is also just a few days old. They are a Philadelphia band that I know nothing about other than the fact that I want to I want to say this this was dropped in the um, thread on the Facebook group. So if you if you use Facebook actively, there is a demo listen Facebook group. It's just demo listen podcast, and there's a thread on there. Um, where people can drop bands that they want us to listen to. Just keep in mind, it needs to be a year or less old. Um, and I decided to pull a few from that this week just because I didn't want uh, people who were dropping bands there to feel neglected. And Seven Gables was one of the ones on there. So I don't know anything else about it. It's a three-piece out of Philadelphia. What, what's uh, what, what's tickling you? Nothing. It, I, just nothing. Nothing. Okay. 
<laughs> All right. So uh, let's just when, listen to when, the first when, song. When I was this. listening to Hawk Baby, and we're, we're done with Hawk Baby, but I, when I was listening to them and we talk about Danny Elfman, I thought, I didn't say it, but now I'm going to say it. I thought, oh, this is what would happen if Danny Elfman decided to be retarded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. There you go. Um, so let's just listen to, the, I guess, the first song on this. Yeah, right? the sun fades, yeah. Well, so we were so the track that pulls up though is disappear. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's listen to the song that they want us to hear. Then yeah, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. take we'll take your word for it. You wrote the songs. You know best. Seven, and it's also the shortest. So if it sucks, we don't have to stick around that long. Very good point. So we are going to listen to "Disappear" by Seven Gables off of their demo 2020. <laughs> No, no, no. This is fake. This is not think that was real uh i think that this is a joke let's try i think we should try a different track we don't have maybe have to make it the whole way through or maybe we do but let's try the first track i i i think we have to listen to the whole track if we're going to listen to another one all right well let's listen to the sun fades i i i don't think this is real <laughs> okay let's listen to the sun fades okay
so that was both Disappear and The Sun Fades by Seven Gables from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm not convinced that that's not a joke. I, 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 I'm going to tell you this. Uh-huh. I am very glad we landed on that because <laughs> um, following up Hawk Baby with that was perfect. I would love <laughs> to have a Hawk Baby placeholder or not Hawk, uh, Hawk Baby Seven Gables uh, split. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That would be a hell of a split. Um, you know, I, I don't. There's two reasons why this showed up in a Facebook chat. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. One is it's not real and it's a joke. Mm-hmm. And the other one is sheer malice on the part of the person that posted it. So I think there's a third option that's that's troubling, um, which is that I think a member of the band submitted this and. I think the member of the band that submitted this is a man that is older than you. <laughs> well, and keep at it, man. Uh, keep, keep, no, 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 no. Keep working. Because now you're getting close to the point where you can get away with doing this again. <laughs> what do you mean like if he's like... <laughs> You like we've talked about the full circle nature of fashion, right? Yes, like yes. You're young, you you're young, and you look cool, and then you have like a 25 year period where you just look like a try hard idiot, right. and then you become like 55 again, and now you're suddenly cool. Yes, you've, you've traveled the entire the length of the track now. Yes, same thing with music. You're saying yes. <laughs> where if you're 50 playing this kind of music, it fucking rules. It's really fucking good. Um, it's really, it really is, um, good and it induces smiles every time it's heard. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know the man's age for sure. Um, but just based on physical appearance, cause I went and I looked at who submitted this cause I, I needed more information. So I, 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 I'm not going to say who in the band, I don't want to, I don't want to betray anybody's trust here, but they did submit it publicly. They didn't say they were in the band, but I'm just going to say their first name matches up with a member, the first name of a member of the band that's listed on this site. And, um, by all appearances, he's, he's got to at least be in his early forties. Um, how, how you have made it this far playing music, um, and this is what you arrive on in your early 40s is totally beyond my comprehension. Maybe this is your first band. Maybe it's a late in life hobby. Maybe it's something that you've kept to yourself for your entire life and you finally decided to put yourself out there um, in the form of Savengibles. Um, <laughs> but yeah. that was that was a wild fucking ride, dude. <laughs> I fucking loved it. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> Yeah. Also, like, uh, so you know, this is a three piece, evidently. Uh-huh. All songs by Justin, Doug, and Katie. It doesn't say all songs performed by Justin, Doug, and Katie. The drums were clearly programmed, mm-hmm. um, and not convincingly at that. The mix was very bad. This is very. It's very evident that this is a home recording effort on on all levels because the art is also. Um, transcendently bad and and lazy. It's just a picture of some office chairs with um, a stock font that you get for like a photo editing app for your phone, and then their display picture on Bandcamp 
appears to be their name scrawled in marker on what may be a piece of paper towel. Yeah, but it's uh, like some throw up script. I that that's that really threw me off because I was thinking that this might be like I don't know, some fucking shitty beatdown stuff or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um just based on like that that image there of you know the seven gables and like that shitty marker on a piece of paper. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, it's, I mean, I guess, yeah, you could technically qualify that as like a hand style, but it ain't a good one. No, you know what I mean, no, but you could also technically qualify these as this, these as musical songs and that, that, that doesn't mean they were good ones. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. The the tags on here, punk, noise, post hardcore, post punk. I will say it is post punk and post hardcore in the fact that it is beyond both of those genres. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I liked how the songs just sounded like they started in the middle of a song, like they uh-huh. missed like the first twenty seconds of the song. Yeah, and then on on the sun fades too. I audibly could hear the metronome track <laughs> yeah. on the actual track. Yeah. Um, if you if you just a little. Uh, hint from somebody who does a lot of home recording um if you're not careful but that metronome track will come through when you when you bounce your tracks out and print your uh print your session make sure to turn it off or you will hear it in the wave or mp3 that you export from your session you you don't want the metronome in there unless it's an artistic choice um in which case more power to you i guess um, I don't know what else I have to say about Seven Gables, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I am telling you right now that Hawk Baby, I genuinely like for all the right reasons. For sure. Yes. Yeah, same. Uh, so Vengeables, I, <laughs> um, like for reasons that they don't want, um, for right. the wrong reasons, but I genuinely liked it. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to keep it positive that way. And I'm not going to fucking shit on it that much because, these folks are fucking I'm going to give them actually the same the same here's I'm going to give them the same latitude and the same like soft landing that we give to like really young folks that are putting really shitty music together um, mm-hmm. because at least they're fucking trying right yeah uh, they're not coming across as like this overhype overproduced psychosexual or nixed sort of thing right where right. you know they're really like, they're really trying to fucking put a flashy shell on a, a core of liquid diarrhea. You know what I mean? Right. Um, these guys, this is about as honestly and endearingly amateurish and shitty as you can possibly fucking get. That is true. So um, I, I would love to see this on like an open mic night in some restaurant that I happen to be in. <laughs> You know, man, you're spinning this as a positive and, and fair enough, but like you saying, oh yeah, I'd just love to see this on an open mic night so that we can go and privately make fun of it. <laughs> it's not positive. It's, it's a thin veil of positivity masking the deepest recesses of contempt and spite and ire and mean spirited mockery that well up from within our every pore when we experience shit like this. But here's the thing. Here's the positivity. It's honest, right? Because nobody in these people's family, right? Maybe they're, maybe this is a family. Maybe this is the Partridge family, right? This Avengibles. It, it it's could, it Justin, could be. Doug, and Katie, right? Dad yeah. and the kids or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows? 
nobody that they show that they show this to in like their immediate friends and family is going to tell them, dude, what the fuck? Right. Right. We are. Right. right. I'm going to tell you, I like it. And I'm going to tell you that the reason I like it is not for the reason that you want. I am being absolutely fucking honest. And that's positive. <laughs> that's positive. I'm saying that I, I really would like to see this live. Not for the reasons that you think. Right. Right. Yeah. It would be a cherished memory. I, I really <laughs> feel like I saw something special that night. Um, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like an apocryphal moment in rock and roll history, much as much as complete is perhaps one of the greatest moments in rock and roll history. Right. <laughs> For sure. That yeah. fateful night in 1996 or whatever in fucking Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, it's like a secret history of the fucking world, right? It's like this, it's, it's like this, this, um, uh, invisible college, so to speak, right. <laughs> of like knowledge, not meant to be had. And I feel like if you were to see, if you were to see this Avengibles on an open mic night, you would be looking behind the veil, some mystic veil and witnessing things you were not meant to witness. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, when you frame it in that in that way, it, it there's a, there's a kernel of truth there in the sense that like if I saw Unit for as much as I liked that stuff and was like, yeah, that was a really solid effort, you know, punk punk and hardcore delivered how I like it. Um I, I could easily forget that I saw that band. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, in, yeah. Until until such a time that I saw a flyer or something. Oh, fuck yeah. I, I saw Unit open that uh, Armor tour um, five years ago. I right. forgot. That was that was a cool band. I think I got that tape. Right. Whereas if I saw Seven Gables, I would remember that for the rest of my fucking life. You'd never I would forget. Go out of my, I would go out of my way to tell friends and family about the time that I saw this band, Seven Gables. You'd never forget it. And when you put it in those terms, right? When you think about it in those terms... Who, what, what, who really is creating more impactful art, right? Right. Unit or Savengibles? Savengibles, right? <laughs> yep. Right. They yeah, are definitely true. having more impact. They are definitely, and, and if your measure of great art is like the impact that it has on you personally, it is, this is greater. That's true. That is true. This is, the, of. I mean, yo, that's true. Of all the things that we heard tonight, not only did this have the greatest impact on me, but it also made me feel the best. Yes. 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 <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Right. Once yeah. again, once again, the fucking seeds of magic that we sowed at the beginning of this episode give us immediate returns. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, man. <laughs> It's amazing to see all this, the fucking, the grand architect of the universe in shaping our world in front of us, reshaping our world in, fr- in front of us to, to more resemble the world in which we wish to live. I am so glad that I recommitted to keeping positivity in the shotgun seat instead of somewhere in the fucking trunk tied up like a fucking captive. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think it's, it's really paid off, man. Um, I, I think, yeah, we gotta, we gotta take it out on Savengibles, man. I don't, we've, we've, we've gotten through six bands today. We're not going to hear uh, something that is better. We're like, we're not going to hear no. something that makes us feel better and is more memorable. No, for sure. I mean, there are a couple bands on here that look like they're things that, uh, that I might like, and I'm definitely going to throw them in the queue for future episodes, but I promise you nothing is going to make me feel more. And I, and I'm going to say this if Doug, if you're listening, you submitted it, maybe you listen to the show. 
truly from the bottom of my heart, nothing that I could hear the rest of the day is going to make me feel the genuine joy that I felt when I, when I heard this. Um, I, even though it was the, 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 it, it was via an alternate interpretation than you probably would have hoped take solace and comfort. And in fact, rejoice, um, in knowing that you legitimately brought me honest joy today that I will be relishing for the rest of my day. I and that's, that's the truth. Absolutely guarantee you that if I saw a physical format of this, I'd buy it. Oh, without a fucking I'm gonna doubt. I'm going to tell you right now, I am so I am so enamored with this. I might actually buy the digital album. <laughs> wow, that is that's right? fucking commitment, like there's, dude. There's literally no reason to own a digital album. Uh-huh. Right? Maybe right. I won't because that's condescending, right? Well, that's, that's at, condescending. At, 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 at least one copy of it is getting purchased for the for the okay. purposes of our show. Right. You know so what we're I mean? Gonna, so we're gonna buy one copy of it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. You know, I'll, I'll take that back. All right. It would be condescending for me to buy the digital album because then I'm just like throwing the beggar a bone at that point. Right. Right. Sure. Um, I'm not gonna do that. Right. If this were on a physical release, I would buy this. I would snap this up so quick. Yeah. Yep, not no, not a doubt in my fucking mind. I would definitely, I would jump at the chance to own this on a on a tape or a seven inch. Yeah. This so on that note, amazing. It it was definitely the most impactful thing we heard tonight, without a doubt. Um, and you know we uh, we already got all of our housekeeping out of the way at the top of the episode this time around. So I really think uh, the best thing that we can do here is just go out on a tip of the hat to Savengeables. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, shit, you know you you and I have talked about once we were once we're making enough Patreon money, maybe dumping some of it back into doing a demo listen label. Yeah, you know if this hasn't found its way to a physical format, there might be some Savengeables tapes in 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 the future. <laughs> I, you know, but again, that's the thing is like. We have to make it perfectly clear that it's not good music. Right? <laughs> right yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah and of we are not putting it out because we think it is good music, but we do think that it is good. But it brings joy. That's right. the thing. Right. Well, to, 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 you know, to, the, the fucking Marie Kondo approach to does this spark joy? Then yes. keep it. If not, throw it in the trash. This sparks joy genuinely. This would be the last record I threw out of my collection, out of all the records that I had. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, for sure. And uh, on the, I, I don't think we can end it on any more a positive note than that. So I will just say to everybody listening, thank you for your for your uh, continued patronage and listenership. We will see you next time, and uh, God bless you, Avengers.